0: In this episode, I'll share with you my conversation with accountant, financial coach, and money management and productivity YouTuber, Elena Fingal, as part of our new for 2021 Productive Living series. You'll find more information about Elena, along with links to resources she recommends and the ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 339. This episode is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high quality ingredients. Their goal is to unite the world through health and happiness by providing access to high quality nutrition, education, and community. Organifi chooses the highest quality plant-based ingredients for optimal health. Each blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic free of fillers when possible, and contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. Each superfood blend is easy to use by simply mixing it with water or your favorite beverage, providing you with quality nutrition throughout your day, even on the go. And I love that they strive to keep their prices as low as possible. One example of what they offer is you can help make sure you get the rest you need with Organifi Gold, a delicious superfood tea that contains powerful superfoods and mushrooms to help you relax so you can wake up feeling refreshed and energized. Organifi Gold contains nine superfoods targeting rest and relaxation, including turmeric and ginger for immune health support and and it's USDA certified organic. You simply mix it with warm water or warm milk or milk alternatives, and you can enjoy it without guilt because it's low sugar. They also have an Organifi gold chocolate formulation that has all the same benefits, but with a delicious chocolate flavor. And those are just a couple of the superfood products Organifi offers. To learn more and to get 15% off any item in their online store, visit Organifi.com slash TPW. To get that discount, you want to be sure to use that special link. Organifi is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com slash TPW. And now let's get right into my conversation with Elena. I am so excited to introduce to The Productive Woman listeners, Elena Fingal. Elena is an accountant, a certified financial coach, an author, and a content creator. She helps busy people who struggle with budgeting and time management use a paper planner to get organized. She shares her easy approach to productivity and finances through her YouTube channel, which I have been binging on for the last two weeks. Uh, Her work has been featured in many significant publications, and she was recently selected as one of LA Wire's 40 Under 40, along with such notables as Mark Zuckerberg, Rihanna, and actress Jessica Alba. So she's in great company there. Elena lives in New Orleans, Louisiana, with her husband, Tori, and their two daughters, and I have really been looking forward to talking with her about how finding a a system for managing our money fits into our goal for making a life that matters. So welcome, Elena. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm just delighted that you agreed to come and talk with me because, as I mentioned, um, I found you on YouTube Oh, I don't know, probably just a month or so ago. And I've just been binging on your videos and you do all these great things with planners, but you also, uh, w- which, you know, that's close to my heart, but you also talk a lot about money because that's where your background is. I shared a little bit about you, but maybe we could start by um, you telling us a little more about who you are, where you are, what you do, whatever you think would be useful or interesting for us to know as we get into this conversation. Yeah, sure. So um,
1: I started about three years ago, and it was um, 2017 when I just was, you know, trying to figure out how I wanted to adult better. That's the, probably the best way I can say it. I'm a mom. Um, I, you know, I'm you married. And I just wanted to be more organized, be more together. I always, I have graduated um, from Xavier University in accounting. So I've been working as an accountant for about maybe the past 15 years now. But I just didn't feel like I was really on top of my productivity, on top of my organization. I felt like I was a little bit all over the place. So I started to get myself together. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start organizing myself through my planner. I felt like my planner was my route to getting it all together, mainly because when I wrote things down in my planner, when I had a plan for the day, when I was when I felt the most organizing the most together. Whenever I didn't use my planner, I felt like I was all over the place and I didn't have anything together. Mm. So I started to do that and then it kind of led me into managing my money better through my planner. And once after I started doing that, my friends and family started to notice how I was more on top of things and they started asking me to help them. And so the YouTube channel was kind of created from that me trying to share with a bunch of family and friends on my journey, and then other people started asking me questions as well. And so it spiraled from there, and I started the company um, about in November of 2017. I started the Organize Money, and I have been doing this ever since, just teaching people about money and planning and organization and productivity to help them develop systems and routines that help them adult better.
0: Yeah. I love that goal. And I, I, and I think you're doing a great job of it on your channel, which is called, I didn't mention this earlier. It's called the organized money. And we will have links in the show notes uh, for anybody who wants to check that out. Um, Now we're here to talk about you know, getting your money organized and all that kind of stuff. But I have to ask because we just recently did an episode on this podcast about choosing and using a planner. And so I have to ask you, I know you're into paper planners. What, what is your planner of choice and, and why do you like it?
1: So I am a disc bound planner, which means I really enjoy happy planner, happy planner is probably my top planner of choice. And it's mainly because of the way that you can remove pages and add pages in. It's a very customizable planner. Mm -hmm. And so I have been using that brand for about the past two years. I've tried Spiral Brown. I've tried other types like Erin Condren Passion Planner, and I've used them But something about having a disk bound system to where you can remove pages and move things around and customize it to fit your life has been life changing for me. So um, Happy Planner is definitely my favorite favorite, favorite type of planner. And I currently have two of them. One is designed for my home life. And the other one is designed around my business life. And then I have sections within each one that has, that is completely customized to what I need in my personal life, like my health, my home, my budget. And then in my business life, I have my business budget and all the things that I need around my business. So I love, love, love their system. And
0: I don't think I would try anything else because
1: it's been working for for me for so
0: long. Yeah. Well, and you know, if it works, why change? I, um, and I know you've done a a a bunch of videos about how you use your planner. I love you. You have a term because you kind of, when you talk about customizing it, I've heard you refer to it as a Franken planner. Right, right. So Franken planners is where you
1: take multiple planners and you put it into one. It's, it's, The term is from Frankenstein. If you remember, Frankenstein Uh was created, you know, based on putting these parts together. So it's the same concept. It's when you take multiple planners. So with mine... I have four planners, but they are all combined in one book. So, when I'm talking about all of these different sections, I have like a health section. And in my health section, I'm breaking down my goals of what I want to eat and, you know, looking at my moods and different things like that. I have a home section. And each one of these sections, like my schedule, is a separate planner, but they're all combined in one book so that I don't have to carry around four planners. I get to carry around this one book, but it has everything I need in this one book. So that's the great thing about having a disk bound system is the ability to take out pages and put them in another book and create your own planner that fits you perfectly. Yeah.
0: And I've, I've really seen that in the the videos of yours that I've watched. I'll put links to some of those in the show notes for, for folks who might be interested in seeing how you do that, how you pull pages from one, one version of, of say the happy planner and, and put it into use for a particular purpose. And I know you have developed some, um, Planner sections or planner types of your own that work in this disbound system, that uh, am I correct? They're available for for purchase from your f- like for download purchase from your your website.
1: Yeah, that's the great part I love about my planner in all is that if you have if you can't find something that you're looking for, for instance with. I, I am very particular about my budget planner and it's mainly because, you know, I talk about budgeting. I, I want to make sure that I'm able to add all of the details into my planner and happy planner had a budget planner, but it didn't quite fit my needs. It wasn't exactly what I wanted. So I I created my own and when I shared it on YouTube, a bunch of people was interested in my overall budgeting system, the exact system that I use. So I do have it available in my Etsy shop and it's a way that you can break down your budget by paychecks. So instead of just trying to look at the entire month, I like to break it all the way down. To into every single time I get paid, exactly what I'm going to do. So I share my budget. I'm very, very transparent about our numbers. And it's mainly because they're just numbers to me, they don't define me. So I am willing to share and be very transparent on how much we make, what we're currently doing. And I feel like that helps people on their own individual journey. And when they are setting up their budget planner, they're able to watch my videos, glean from them and be able to duplicate what I have done in those videos.
0: Yeah. A great tool and a, and a great, I'm I'm so glad that you offer that. So, Let's, let's get into talking about some of the things that you've, you've got this expertise in, um, maybe a, a place to start. There's so many questions I want to ask you, uh, maybe a place to start for a woman who has decided this is my year. I'm going to get a better handle on my money. Um, because I, I just haven't been happy with the way I've been handling money in the past where would you tell her to start for someone who's, you know, not, we're not ignorant. We've just been busy. Maybe we just haven't taken the time to, to kind of get a handle on how to manage our money. Where's a good place to start? So my favorite place to start, I love to tell
1: people is to start with your money personality. Now I know that a lot of people Aren't familiar with the concept of money personalities, but it's basically you know how you have a love language and you have a certain way that you may have grown up in your relationships and how you handle things, you do the exact same thing with money. You just don't realize what your personality is and your relationship with money. So I believe that you need to start there because 80% of how we spend our money is off of our habits and not off of our needs. So that means that you believe that After you, you know, you believe that you have these bills and these things that you have to do. And these are the reasons why you are spending your money the way that you're spending them. But in reality, a lot of times it's off of how we relate to money. It's off of how how we feel. It's off of what makes us happy why we spend our money the way that we do. So there are five money personalities. There's the saver, the spender, the security seeker, the risk taker, and the flyer. And I have an entire YouTube playlist that that breaks down all five of these money personalities so that you can find out who you are, and how you relate to money. That's your very first step because before you start budgeting, before you start looking at the actual numbers, you need to know the psychology of why you react and why you handle and spend money the way that you do. Mm-hmm. So that's the very first thing. And then the second playlist that I always recommend is my budgeting playlist. It walks you through step-by-step how to actually budget your money on paper. And then I have some additional videos on like money numbers that you need to know. That's actually the video that's coming out today. Mm-hmm. It's the eight money numbers that you need to know in order to get started. So I have two. So these are two playlists that are on YouTube. The very first one is the money personality playlist would love for you to get into that one and start there because those videos will help you learn why you relate to money the way that you do and why you spend money the way that you do. And then you can get into the budgeting side and create that first budget and start to work on those numbers and know what you need to know so that you can set yourself up for success.
0: Mm, I love that. Now, I have to ask the, the five money personalities that you mentioned. I had not heard of this concept before. Uh, I could figure out all of them except the last one, the, f- the flyer you said. What is, what is a flyer? <laughs> So I can go through them real quick. So the,
1: the the spender is the person, of course, who loves to spend money. You have enjoyment every time you swipe your card. As soon as you get a dollar, you want to know what you can spend it on. The <laughs> saver is the exact opposite. You love to save money, meaning that anytime you get a dollar, you want to stash it away for a rainy day. The security seeker is the person that loves to plan. So you don't mind spending money. You Quite enjoy it as long as you have a plan and a system for it. I'm a security seeker. I've always been one. I like to write as soon as I get my paycheck, I want to write down exactly what we're going to do. The risk taker is the person that loves to, they like to gamble. They want to see how they can flip their money. They're always thinking about how to make a dollar, $2. So these are usually your entrepreneurs and people who are always thinking big. The last one is the flyer. So the flyer is the person that is not moved by money at all. My mm. husband is actually a flyer. So he it does not make any conscious decisions Based on money He only does things if he loves to Or he wants to But money is not a motivator for the flyer They Mm. are only motivated by other things And so you just need to know That money may not be a, a motivator for you If you fall into this category The thing about the money personalities though Is that there are pros and cons to each one of them And there is no such thing as a good money personality are that one each one of them have pros and cons each one of them have different things that you need to watch out for and different things that can really help you when you are on your financial journey. The biggest thing that you need to know is what are you so that you can see how do I set up my budget as a saver? How do I spend my money as a spender or as a flyer? How do I make sure that my pros are enhanced through my budgeting process and my cons don't hinder me when I am trying to set up my money.
0: Mm, I love that. There's, you know, it the, the, the concept behind all of that makes total sense to me because I think in any area of life, understanding, having that awareness of kind of who we are at our core, what our personality traits are can make a huge difference, whether it's, you know, managing our money as we've been talking about or managing our lives or you know, getting into relationships or anything, having that understanding of, of our personality and, you know, the, the traits that we have, the strengths and the weaknesses, I think is so important. So I love that that's a part of, you know, what you're talking about here.
1: Yeah. And the, the great thing about this is, is that, When um, I first this is actually based on a book, the book is by Beth and Scott, um, Beth and Scott Palmer. And it's called The Money Personalities. And when I got the book. I just was, oh, I'm just looking for different things to read. But really and truly, it helped my marriage so much Mm -hmm. better because it helped me understand why my husband was the way he was. And it helped him understand why I was the way that I was. And we were able to have money conversations in a brand new light, being able to see each other's point of view, because I know when you're married, a lot of times, it can be challenging to see the other person's point of view if you don't have that outside perspective or you don't understand where they're coming from because your history is different and your personality is different and your experiences have been different. But having that book really helped us so much that I was like, I gotta teach on this. Yeah. I gotta talk about this because I feel like it's not out there enough. And that's what encouraged the YouTube playlist. I talk all about the book. I talk about the pros and cons. I talk about, you know, we get into the nitty gritty of what you need to know about yourself if you fall into one of these personalities. I
0: love it. Uh, So. On another point, I noticed, I follow you on Instagram, I am not stalking you, but I've just, you you put such good content out there. Uh, And recently you posted about the importance of having a money routine. What is a money routine and why is it important? I mean, I I know you've got a video about it, but maybe you could give us just the highlights. Yeah, so the thing about money routines it's
1: the it's the same concept as we talk about with morning routines and evening routines and I feel like morning routines have been you know we've talked about them and everybody understand that's the great way to start your day it's the same thing with your money a lot of times budgeting will get away from us or setting up a new budget or looking and see how we did on our last budget. And it's mainly because we don't really make time for it. We're like, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I'll get to that later. And so, I realized that our money was just kind of being direct deposited into our account. Then we would pay some bills. Well, whatever was left over, we just swipe our card until the next payday and then money would, and then it would just repeat itself. But if I didn't set some type of time to dedicate to actually paying attention to the money, it really just kind of went in and out as it pleased. So, The concept of having a money routine is to set aside a day and a time. It's make an appointment with yourself and with your money. I set aside, for me, it's Tuesdays. So Tuesday at noon, I will literally shut down everything, pull out my budget planner, open up my bank app. I might even get a candle, get a cup of coffee. I really try to make it an experience so that it's enjoyable for me. And I will open up my bank app and just start to look at the transactions. I will spend time with those transactions and categorize how much money we have spent, set up a brand new budget for the new week, and then even look at what's coming up next. Okay, do we need to, are we having any events? Are there any birthdays, any anniversaries that we may have to spend money on? All of these things matter. But I realized that things were sneaking up on us when they weren't in my routine. Now that I have a weekly routine, We don't overspend the way that we used to. Things don't surprise us as much. We're able to save more money. So in that video, I dive down into my routines. I actually have a daily routine that I do with my money. I have a weekly one that happens on Tuesday. I have a monthly one, a quarterly one, and an annual one. And so it's five separate videos on my money routines and what I do and how I set them up and how I decided what was going to go into them. And so your money routine may be completely different from mine, but it has to encompass things that are important to you. So I wrote down the things that I definitely wanted to know and how important they were to me and my family. And those are the things that are in my money routine.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's um, That was a really good video and really helpful to me. I mean, in our household, my husband kind of takes care of paying bills and all that sort of stuff. And partly i w I've been thinking about this a lot lately, partly because I knew you and I were going to be talking, but uh, some of the content that you've put out has just really got me thinking about, you know, I am a, um, well-educated professional woman. I'm a lawyer by, by trade and, you know, and I don't know where our money is or how much we have or any of that. Mike takes care of that, not because he is controlling, but I have like, it's like, I've kind of put my hand up and said, yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to see. And it's really got me thinking about why that is. Uh, And I think some of that has to do, um, I I think a lot of us have really complicated relationships with money. And in one of your recent videos, you talked about what to do if you're overwhelmed by money. You offered some really great tips. And some of that is what's got me thinking about sort of my relationship with money. But maybe you could share a couple of uh, those tips with us. Obviously, I'll put a link to that video in the show notes so people can check it out more. But for someone who maybe like me, who's like, you know, fingers in the ears, eh, don't talk to me about money. I don't want to <laughs> know kind of thing because it's scary or overwhelming or, you know, and, and I feel silly admitting that given who I am in the world, but there it is for, for people like that, like me or people who just feel like how can I take on managing the money, add that to my list? Um, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. What are your suggestions for for people like us?
1: (laughs) So there are a couple things that you can do here. The first thing is is, um, acknowledging that you may have some type of fear or something associated with money. It is not uncommon. A lot of people do. I think that the next part of that is just recognizing the type of fear that it is. So there are two different types of fear. The very first one is the fear that is an actual fear. I could walk outside. If a car is coming right at me and I'm crossing the street, I could get hit by that car. The fear that sits in in that moment is an actual fear because no matter what, I do not want to get hit by that car cause the consequences would may be dire to me, right? that that could be catastrophic to me. That's an actual fear. the The fear that comes along with money, And a lot of the other fears that we have that may be just in our mind about certain things that we feel like we can and cannot do are what we call knowledge-based fears. Knowledge-based fears are fears that we have taken on because we believe something may happen, but we never know if anything Ever could happen. So it's not an actual fear. It's a a fear that we have kind of created in our mind. But because we have created it, it feels real to us. What knocks down those knowledge based fears is first knowledge. When you start to learn about something that is a knowledge-based fear, then you start to feel better about that topic. The more I learn about money, the more I look at YouTube videos, the more that I you know, sit down and talk to my spouse and we talk about our financial situation the the better i will feel in the long run. A lot of times it it is only in our mind and it's worse in our mind. We mm. always come up with the worst conclusions in our own mind. But when you start to learn on a particular topic, then you start to feel better about that topic. No matter what the topic is, you just automatically start to feel better. So I always say to start there. The second thing I always recommend is usually you have some type of fear or you're overwhelmed with money when you feel like you don't have it or you don't have enough. So I always recommend to start saving something, even if you are saving $5 of every single check that you get, the amount doesn't matter. I just want you to save something because having a little bit of money stashed aside in the long run will always make you feel better. It will always make you feel better. So there are, I believe there's like five tips in that video, but those two are my top two. And of course, creating some type of money routine because once you spend time with your money, once you are learning about it, once you start to save a little bit of it, even if your budget isn't perfect, even if you don't have everything together, it will start to create this pattern that will ease that knowledge-based fear. And then you'll start to feel like, you know what? I think I can do this. I, I don't, I don't think it's as bad as I have believed in my mind. Because there's no such thing as being bad with money or not good with money, because money is a tool, it's a resource. It's it doesn't really It doesn't determine our value or who we are in the world. It's literally just a resource. And once you have figured that out in your mind that this doesn't define me, it doesn't decide who I am, then it's easier to learn about it. It's easier to get kind of more comfortable with it. And it's easier to have those money conversations that you may have been avoiding.
0: Mm. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. It's a... Like I said, these are things that I've been thinking about a lot uh, just over the last few weeks uh, about my own relationship with money and how and why I spend it and, and all those sorts of things. And so the content you put out has been really helpful to me in sort of giving me things to think about. You know, we've talked about places to start and we've talked about a money routine what do you say to someone who feel, who says, yeah, I want to do a better job of managing my money, but I I don't feel like I have time to add a a money routine to my schedule. I'm, I'm so crazy busy already. What, What, what do you say to her? I mean, how, how do you fit that into a life that's already busy?
1: in reality when I first started the organized money I actually started it out as just an accounting um, services platform I was only talking about money only talking about budgeting and I ran into that exact scenario so many times when I was coaching clients so I'm on the call with a client and I'm like set up a, a money routine just set some time where you and the uh, the woman that I was talking to she would say you know I'm a mom, I have newborns, I have this, I have that, I have a business, I have a husband, I have so much to take care of. There's no time. I don't have any time. And it made me start to dive into productivity and planning on a whole new level because I it really they really correlate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they one really talks to the other. And I realized that usually if your money was all over the place, you felt like your schedule was all over the place. And when your schedule was all over the place, you didn't make time for your money. It just, they talked to each other. They basically helped each other out. So I started to talk about planning And productivity and routines and habits because they directly correlated to me helping you on the financial side. Because Mm -hmm. if I could get you to sit down and make a plan for your life, then it's easier to get you to make a plan for your money. Mm -hmm. Mainly what it comes down to is most times they either aren't doing one thing or the other. Either they aren't planning at all because usually when you feel overwhelmed, it's because you've kept all of the things that you have to do in your mind. And in your mind, it's always worse than what it actually is if you write it down. If you actually brain dump, I always tell people to start with a brain dump and I have an entire video on how to brain dump. But if you start with a brain dump and write now everything that you possibly think that you have to do, I promise you, you'll start to see some gaps and some times where you can fit in something. The second thing that I recommend is that your routine never take a long period of time. Mm. Every routine, my weekly money routine does take an hour, but my daily money routine is literally five minutes. It's mm. a five minute routine. And if We, if you don't have five minutes, that means you're not delegating enough. You need some to try and see if you can find and get some help. Because as soon as, you know, I wake up, I'll have a set things that I may do in the morning. My morning routine isn't long. Once again, it's like four things. And then I'm on to the next thing. And once I am in my office this money routine that I'm talking about takes five minutes. But I think that when I say routine, most people automatically think, oh, I need an extra hour or I need an extra two hours. I am literally talking about five, 10 minutes where you are checking your bank app and checking in with your money. And you're going to feel so much better after you know how much you have in your accounts and if you're actually went over budget or not. So, Usually it comes down to those things. Are you planning? If you are planning, do you have a lot of things on your planning list? If you do, can you delegate any of those things? And can you bring down those routines so that they don't take a lot of your time so that you can still do them on a consistent basis?
0: Yeah. And that's true of anything, but certainly I can see how it applies to, to developing a, a a system for keeping better track of your money, what's coming in, what's going out, where it's going and all those sorts of things. And so it's really, you know, all the things you're, you're saying make absolute sense to me. And there, and I agree with you. I, I was smiling when you were talking about how productivity in general, feeds the you know man, money management and vice versa because it's really true all the principles apply across the board
1: right they really do and I th- and i think that it's just consistently we have fed ourselves a mindset of being busy but busy is really a concept because if you think about it if there's ever a time where you know your kid may need you right? I can say, Oh, I'm super busy. I can't do this. I can't do that. I gotta, I gotta work. I have to work. I gotta get this done, this done, this done. Nothing can be changed. If my daughter needs me, everything stops, Mm -hmm. right? So we actually do decide how we spend our time. It may not feel like that all the time, but we actually do decide how we spend our time. And if, a part of our time is watching TV for an hour, then maybe while I'm watching TV, I might pull out my budget planner and just have it on my lap on the sofa while I'm checking in with my money while the TV is on in the background. But there is always a way for us to make it work. We just may have been feeding ourselves that, you know, I can't, but usually that I can't means I won't. Mm. And so we just have to change that vocabulary and say, okay, how can I make this work? What can I, let me look at my entire day. How can I fit in an extra five minutes, 10 minutes to do this with my money? Because it's a form of self-care. I consider Mm -hmm. budgeting a form of self-care. It's a way that you are taking care of yourself by taking care of your money.
0: You know, I have never thought about it that way, but yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's sort of bringing, helping you to foster peace of mind. If you are taking care of your money, then you don't have that sort of free-floating anxiety because I don't know how much I have or how much we've spent or are we in trouble financially. If I don't know because I'm not taking the time to to manage it the way you've been talking about um I, it's going to be hard to function when you're anxious about that all the time it's sort of hanging over your head like the sort of damocles and in any moment it's going to fall on your head uh, and so exactly yeah, yeah i love you that.
1: have stress like people are stressed out when it comes down to money. They mm-hmm. have health issues. They will get headaches and migraines. They get depressed. There are so many health issues that will correlate to the stress that they have around their money. And so it, it's natural to see the correlation mm-hmm. that if you take that time And, you know, we talk about health and running and exercising and eating well, and all of that definitely plays a part. But stress can hurt you just as much as eating badly or eating poorly. And so if you take that time out to budget, and you look at it as a form of self care, the same way as you look at working out the same way as you look at eating well, then you will view it differently. You will change your mindset and you'll be more likely to do it.
0: Great advice. I I love that. Okay. So we've talked about, we've talked about the planner. We've talked about the fact that you have a budget planner, um, both videos about it. And, and if somebody wants to, you know, use that as a resource, it's available for purchase off your website. Aside from those sorts of things, are there any particular tools you like or resources you recommend for someone who wants to help make budgeting and money management a part of their productive life?
1: Yeah, so I I do talk about um, certain budgeting apps, and it's mainly because. I am a huge paper budgeter, but my husband is not. <laughs> he <laughs> much further prefer uh, preferred apps. So we do have every dollar because a lot of times when I am um, talking with him, we are looking at an app or looking on Excel to look at our overall annual budget. I do highly encourage family meetings because I am over money in our house. I know how you're saying your husband is over the money in your house. And so you, you know, he kind of handles it all. I'm the same way. I handle it all. It's what I do. I actually really love being over the budget. And so since my husband is is a flyer, he's like, (laughs) yeah, sure. Take it. I don't (laughs) want it. Right. And so he has, you know, I do the budget, but we do have family meetings on a weekly basis so that he's kind of in the know. And this is mainly just just in case, you know, something might happen to me. If something happens to me, I want him to know where all the documents are, where we are financially, make sure he's on all of the bank accounts, make sure that he knows what he has to do for the kids so that nothing kind of misses out because I'm not here. But um, we do talk about those things and talk about our overall financial goals, talk about what he wants to do in his financial goals and my goals. Financial goals and how we're going to incorporate the kids and what we want to do for the kids to make sure that we're all on the same, you know, playing field. We all know kind of what's going on at the same time. So we do that on a weekly basis. But when we're doing that, I will use Excel. I will use an app um, to talk about our budget overall because he's just not going to look at my planner. That's <laughs> he's not going to do it. So I, you know, we do have that, and I also use Mint as well to like look at our net worth and just trying and making sure I'm staying on top of our overall debt. How you know how much we may have, how much income we have coming in, and just looking at an overview um, of everything so that we can plan for our years. <laughs>
0: And, and aside from watching your videos, which is a great resource for someone who wants to learn about uh, budgeting and money management and that sort of thing, are there any um, books or anything like that that you would recommend to people?
1: Oh, there are a couple.
0: So <laughs>
1: I did a video on these books as well. But I talk about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I thought that that was an amazing book. Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey, another staple. If if you want to start like you saying, you know what, I don't have any idea of where to start. Start with the Total Money Makeover. It really will open your eyes to your relationship with money and how you could start that process of getting out of it. Rich Dad Poor Dad is another one worth it by Amanda Steinberg. It's not one that's talked about a lot, but it is especially for women. Um, Mm. It's a book um, that really guides us through how women view money and how we need to change our relationship with money. But those three are my absolute favorites. Oh, and the fourth one, I got a, this one too, because I loved it. It was such a changer. Um, It's the 10 Differences Between Millionaires and the Middle Class. Mm. It is a great book. It's really, really short. If you listen to it on Audible, it's about an hour long. If you read it in person, it's about 85 pages mm. at the most. And it goes into 10 differences that will really help you change your mindset when it comes down to money. So those are my four right now, but I love, love, love reading. And I think that if you have any type of um, hiccup with money, maybe it's on investing, maybe it's on budgeting, if it's on saving, try and find everything that you possibly can on the topic, either on YouTube, if you're not a reader. Or in books because they will help open your eyes to so many different things.
0: Well, thanks for those recommendations. We'll we'll certainly put links to those in the show notes as well in case somebody's driving while they're listening and can't write them down. Um, there are so many more things that we could talk about, but I don't want to, you know, take up three hours of your time. And so I wanted to ask you, I, I put the word out to the community that you and I were going to be talking and asked if they had any questions. And, and so maybe just, a you know, we'll do real quick, uh, kind of question and answer on a couple of things that people in the productive woman community uh, asked about, if you don't mind. Um, And I, you know, there's not time to go into great depth, but maybe you can just share a couple thoughts on each of these if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. So Betsy asked if you can share some sort of, if you have one, uh, some sort of financial review checklist to help us concretely focus on our money. And then maybe how often to review things. And we've sort of touched on this a little bit, but do, do you have any other thoughts, uh, for that question from Betsy? Yeah. So
1: we talked about the money personality. We talked about already looking up how you're going to set up a budget planner if you decide to go that way or picking some type of app if you want to do that way. But I also have some videos on how to do your weekly budget closeout, how to do your monthly budget closeout, how to actually close your budget. We already talked about setting it up, but how to close it as well. And the different things that you need to do in the, in the quarter, at the end of the year, in the month, all of those. So I would highly recommend that you go and check those videos out because I try and break down as much as possible, my routines as much as possible so that you can see and start to develop your own.
0: Yeah. So that, that will help you sort of figure out what to look at and how often you need to look at it and those sorts of things. Great um latha wanted to know and, and this is a huge topic so maybe you can just give us a, a thought or two on this about what we should be considering if we are approaching retirement like she asked how much does one typically need as a nest in order to retire, and again, I know this is a huge topic. Al- yeah, Elena, but, but I
1: actually have a video. On it. Okay, I do have a video, and it's called "How Much Do You Need to Retire." Ah. I talk about two main rules that you need on retirement and how to actually figure out how much you need. But the first one is the rule by four. And it's basically taking the amount that you want at retirement. Let's say you want $50,000 a year and times it by 25. And then usually that's the number that you need to to actually set for retirement. Mm. I go into detail in that video, though. I'm kind of giving you the brief overview here. But watch that video. I dive into the numbers and do the calculations to show you how much you actually need to save and how much you can take out when you actually retire to make sure that you don't outlive your retirement.
0: Mm, Excellent. So, and and again, we're going to put links to all of these videos in the show notes. So you can uh, go straight there to see links for all of this stuff. Uh, Christy wanted to know, she had kind of a two-part question, but maybe the second part is the easiest one. How can the average person buy and sell stocks or, should the average person actually be buying and selling stocks as part of their retirement plan? Do you have any thoughts on being in the stock market uh, as a retirement (laughs) strategy?
1: yeah, so I always recommend we just I did a class. I do a Money Monday class, which is a free financial literacy class every single Monday, four p m. we're on Zoom. So if you want to register, you can go to my Instagram. It's absolutely free. But in that class, we talked about like in different types of investments. The very first thing that I said when we're talking about stocks is stocks is very risky. Mm-hmm. You have to know, who you are and how you relate to risk before you get started. The second thing is if you don't know about stocks and you are you've never done this before, then I do not recommend that you instantly just jump in and buy just whatever you like. I recommend that you read as much as possible on the stock market and learn all about it. I recommended a book in that class where um, we talked about the different types of books that you should be reading in order to learn and the brokerage firms that you could possibly learn. I am not an investment professional, so it's not based on advice to give. I just give the knowledge on how, you know, the different things that you should look at when you are making your own decision. Mm -hmm. But uh, so- What I would say is definitely go and check out that class. It it should be on my website. It's at once again, it's free and you can. But I would say definitely read as much as possible before you get started, because you could really hurt yourself and your retirement if you jump in too soon with that type of risk.
0: Yeah. It's like anything else. It's important to educate yourself. And so it sounds exactly. like you, you're yeah. offering some, some, um, hints for resources where a person can do that. If, if you want to get into that, you know, it's you, you read all the time, like even just recently, as we're recording this, there was the big thing about the GameStop stock mm-hmm. and how somebody, my husband knows made a, Bunch of money on that stock, but other people lost a lot, and so
1: right. And and that's the thing; it's the luck of the draw. It's like you're playing a game when you're playing this. But if you think about it, and you're trying to jump into this because you see other people doing it, just look at it as if you're playing a game and you don't know the rules. (laughs) If you don't learn, you're literally playing Russian roulette. You're playing this game, you don't know the rules, you don't know what's going to happen, and if you don't have the knowledge you're going to lose in the long run. So it's best to learn as much as possible before you jump in the
0: game. Yeah, great advice. All right. Alicia wanted to know your take on whether you should we should focus on one financial goal at a time. Her example was uh, that Dave Ramsey teaches that you should pay off all your debt before you start building up retirement savings. And Alicia wondered, what's your take on that?
1: So I have followed Dave Ramsey's baby steps up to a certain point. I don't agree completely with savings, I do believe that you should start with some type of emergency fund. Not sure that $1,000 is the exact goal because I do believe that it depends on the family and what your current emergencies could look like. If I live in an apartment by myself and I don't have any kids, then $1,000 might work. But if I'm a family of four and our average emergency costs us $2,000, then $1,000 is not enough. But knowing what that number is for you is should be your very first goal because you can't pay off debt. You can't really do anything until you have that nest egg that's going to protect you if something happens. After that, I after I saved, I did do everything else equally, meaning I continue to save Pay off debt and invest because with investing, you still have that compound interest, which comes along with time. So I don't agree with just waiting because you're losing so much time by not investing at all. So I do everything else. Equal meaning that I will if I get an extra check today and it's a thousand dollars then I'm going to split it and I'm gonna pay off five hundred dollars I might save a little bit of it and then I'll invest some of it but I'm gonna do a little bit of everything.
0: Hmm. All right, well there are like I said so many other things I could ask you but I, I want to be respectful of your time so. All of the advice you've given has been so useful and so interesting. I want to ask you sort of a a separate question, not related to money, uh, but because this is a question I've asked every guest who's ever been on this show. uh, And it's one of uh, the community's favorites because we can learn from each other. You are, as we've already established, a planner. You have your system for planning your life, planning your money, planning your days, all of those sorts of things. And you're a pretty organized person. But Even with that being said, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you just get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track?
1: Oh, of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like we all do. But with me, if um, something happens, I'm having a bad day or I'm just overwhelmed because that it still happens. You know, things don't go as planned. I always stop and then reset. So my reset may be taking the entire day off. If I, I don't force it. I'm I'm not one to force myself to do something if it's just not working. I will stop and I'll go and lay down. I might take a day off and do absolutely nothing but take a nap, right, and just watch TV. But what I will do to get back on track is what I call my weekly reset. Again, I have a video on this, but y'all, you know, I'm a YouTuber. So I have a video (laughs) on pretty much everything I talk about, but I do a weekly reset. And in that weekly reset, it's a list of things that I do to basically get myself back on track and feel more like myself. So it's a a couple of things of self-care that I may do. And it's a couple of things of productivity that I might do. like clearing out my inbox or, you know, just organizing my files or organizing my digital desktop to make sure everything's clear. Because once you organize your space and you do a brain dump, you organize your mind, then you start to feel a little bit better. You start to feel like yourself, have a little self-care and you're able to come into the next week or the next day better and ready to take it on. So I always just say, you know what? I'll try this again tomorrow. <laughs> Let me mm-hmm. just put this all on the side and I'll try it again tomorrow.
0: The, the Scarlett O'Hara approach. Tomorrow is mm-hmm. another another day. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, thank you. That's great advice and, and wise words for all of us. Elena, where can people connect with you online? if If someone wants to learn more about what you're doing or maybe has a question or something, where's the best place for them to connect with you?
1: Yeah, so I post new content every single weekday on Mondays. I do Money Monday, which is a free financial literacy class. You can find out more about that on my Instagram. My Instagram is at The Organized Money. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, I post new content. YouTube videos. So you can look me up on YouTube, the organized money. So either way, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. You can join one of my live free classes, but I put up content every single day of the week, um, just so that I am able to connect with you guys and share with you how I keep myself organized and give you up as many tips as I possibly can think of.
0: Yeah. And it's uh, great content. I've been enjoying it so much. Uh, And so we we will have links to all that on the show notes. So many, maybe most of the women who listen to the Productive Woman podcast are looking for help, ideas, maybe some encouragement in getting things done and making a life that matters as they define it. Thinking about how money management fits into that objective, do you have any last words for the woman who's maybe looking for a little help or encouragement in that area?
1: The one thing that I would tell anyone who is trying to get started, maybe you feel defeated, maybe you've tried uh, for a couple months and it's just not working, is to not give up and to not beat yourself up over it know this, it takes on average about 90 days, three months for you to get adjusted to a budget or get adjusted to trying to try some new money routine. So it takes time and you're constantly learning. We weren't born knowing how to walk. We had to learn how to walk. You're still teaching your kids so many new things every single day. And just because we're an adult, we feel like No matter what our age is, we should automatically know certain things, but that's not always the case. If you didn't know it and you weren't taught, you got to give yourself some time, some grace to learn and let yourself make some mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. It's okay. I still make mistakes and I've been teaching this for three years and I still make mistakes. And what I take from that is just, you know what, I'll do better the next time. And I've learned that. That's not the right thing to do. So give yourself some grace, some time, and just keep learning.
0: Words to live by. Thank you so much, Elena, for taking the time to talk with me today.
1: Thank you for having me. This was so fun.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Elena as much as I did. I'm so thankful to her for taking the time to share her insight and encouragement and give us those practical tips on managing our money. I hope you'll check out her YouTube channel, The Organized Money, where you'll find many more practical tips for managing money as part of your productive life. She also does tons of videos on using a planner and I really enjoy watching her videos. What are your thoughts, though? Do you have any questions uh, for Elena or for me or any comments on the things we talked about? You can share those in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 339. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, you can share your thoughts there and we can continue our conversation about the things that Elena and I talked about. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. Remember to learn more about Organifi superfood blends and how they can contribute to your goals of health and vitality. Uh, You can visit Organifi.com slash TPW. And they are offering 15% off any item in their online store, but that's only if you use that special link Organifi. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I Organifi.com slash TPW. And thank you so much to Organifi for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Elena. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found something in it that is helpful or encouraging to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.